0: Hello everyone, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com. Coming to you, I'm actually on vacation um, in my wife's hometown, a small town of about four or five hundred people and we're just here training puppies and enjoying life but uh, being around family and letting the kids play with cousins and so I took a moment while they are off playing with cousins for a little bit to record a quick podcast where hopefully it's not too loud. So uh, this week is the 4th of July week uh, that I'm recording this and we'll make this go live. And I was just thinking, okay, well, let's do a podcast on one of the big issues with the 4th of July. And I think you know what that is. That's fireworks, right? That's the loud noises and dogs are known uh, to have all sorts of problems with fireworks It's a horrible night for a lot of dogs. Um, there's all sorts of products you can buy to try and fix that. Um, some people will use all sorts of medication to try and help their dog through this. Um, some people will <laughs> shame you on Facebook for lighting off fireworks because there are dogs in the neighborhood that it stresses out. Look, you just you, you stop and think about it. This is a behavioral issue, and it's something that can be fixed. So just like the 4th of July was the beginning of something great, it was the beginning of more freedoms for us as a people, for us as a country, we want to have that same kind of experience with our dogs. So if you're training a puppy, if you're training your dog, then this is a great opportunity to give them more freedom because they don't have to be scared in a certain situation, um, don't have to be subject to... An adrenaline rush in a certain situation and you can help your dog to overcome those things and have overall more freedom and more peace so to be honest this works with any situation any i mean any loud noise it could be um, guns if you're wanting your dog to be good around guns it could be a dog that has an issue with thunder See, all of these things happen, and as a trainer, you're like, ooh, training opportunity, right? This is what I need. This is real life. This is things that are going to happen. There's a big storm outside, a big thunderstorm, and you're like, training opportunity. Here we go. We're training. Um, Or you're you're going on a hike, and you're by a gun range. You're like, totally using that as an opportunity to train my dog. Uh, But definitely the 4th of July with fireworks. Um, Fireworks are a weird sound. Dogs don't hear them very often, and so it can be really hard for a lot of dogs. Well, let's talk about how we're going to fix that, all right? So think about it from a behavioral standpoint. There's really four responses. We've talked about them before for any dog. Any and every dog pretty much has four different kinds of responses, and there's sub-responses, but these are the main ones, really, Um, so I wouldn't bother too much with the other ones. You've got four responses. When a stimulus happens, like a firework, and there's a loud noise, there's going to be an adrenaline rush, at least initially, and a dog has four options to deal with this. They can, one, fight it, right? So they, they can fight the situation, see it as a threat, um, go and attack the firework, probably not a good idea. There would probably be some natural learning there if that occurred, right? Um, the one that almost always happens is a flight response. So a dog says, I am out of here this is not a good place to be dangerous 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 run for your life okay the third response is avoidance so dogs will avoid things and this is always the one where um when people are assigning emotion to their dog which i i don't recommend uh, but when they assign emotion to a dog they say oh the dog is sad Look at that, they won't look at you, they're mad at me, whatever it is. Really, it's just a coping mechanism. The dog doesn't know what to do, it's scared, and so it won't look. I think we use the same coping mechanism, for example, in uh, if you remember being in school or something, and a teacher's like, "Okay, who can explain this for me?" And you <laughs> you know that you don't want the teacher to pick on you, and so what do you do? You avoid. You don't make eye contact and you try not to move and think, you know, just like we do the same thing. Okay. So try and think of it in that light that a dog is just trying to process the information. They're not sad. They're not scared. oh um, well, they might be scared, but this is a good way to process the information. So it's like, I'm scared about this. What do I do? But it's not an, it's not an emotional man. I'm mad at you or I'm sad because you hurt my feelings. It, it's not that, okay? Um, the last one, and the one that we want, is submission. And when we say submission, we're not talking about, like, scared submission. Um, that's We we definitely don't want that. When we say submission, we want a dog that can just be peaceful and calm and work with us in that situation, okay? So what all too often happens is you have um, somebody, for example, this, and this might be you in the past... Uh, no offense, right, but this might be us in the past you you know firework goes off your dog 's whiny or uh, scared and runs under the couch or the bed and is looking for some sort of solace right and so we as humans love to give that um, we want to you know we we love our dogs and so you know it might be um oh, come here, come here, mommy or daddy, we'll make it all better, you know, we're gonna grab our dog, we're gonna hold our dog, we're gonna grab that puppy that's whining and scared and and shaking, which, by the way, is really a result of an overdose of adrenaline. Think about it, right? Like, if you're adrenalized, you start shaking. So the puppy's scared, and we think, oh, I'm gonna make it better. And I don't have really a problem, any problem with anyone doing that with their children, but when it comes to a dog, dogs will say, all right, This is where I need to go to get safety from this thing. The problem with that is, um, what happens when you're not there? You know, what happens when you want to be outside watching the fireworks instead of um, holding your dog in a dark room, (laughs) petting them? Because your dogs, all they're learning is that they can't do it alone. They are incapable of doing it alone. And so without you, they won't succeed. And... So most of the time, it's not, oh, mommy or daddy will help make it all better. It's actually, mommy or daddy will make this worse forever. <laughs> so th- th- there's, there's a training, there's definitely a balance, okay? So don't, I, I don't want to sound harsh. There's a balance here of, you know, if, for example, if my dog got hurt, stepped on something or something like that, then of course I want that dog to come to me and I want to help and I want to help that dog feel better and and remove the problem. But when it comes to something that I know is safe, Whether it's swimming or fireworks or a gunshot sound a long ways away or that's, you know, over here, even close. Those are things that I know it's okay, so I want to help my puppy learn and grow through that. I want to help my kids in the same way. You know, if my child comes home and says, Dad, kindergarten is so hard. I don't want to go back. I say, Oh, I love you. Tell me all about it you're going back. (laughs) They're still going to need to do it because uh, as hard as kindergarten is for them as a five-year-old, they're going to grow through it and they're going to become better and ultimately, you know, get an education and move out. And um, that's what I want. I want my kids, I love my kids, but I don't want them to stay forever. I want them to move out and get married and be successful and, 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 you know, be capable and be confident Now, our dogs aren't really going to move out, okay? So there is a difference there, but I still want them to be confident and capable. So I'm going to teach instead of coddle, okay? Don't coddle any one of those four responses, fight, flight, avoidance, or submission. Again, don't coddle that. Coddle is like, I'm going to make it all better. You can, however, reward with touch or food um, a a submissive response, okay? So none of the others an avoidance response is so tempting, right? And you can offer food, but that dog, that puppy needs to come get it on their own with, um, an avoidant response. Same with a fear response or a fight response. You can offer it, but they've got to be willing to submit and come get it. And so, um, of course we're not going to let a fight response go. Okay. So a a fight response is a big no-no that's dangerous for the dog um, and their well-being and their life ultimately. And so we don't, we're not going to let that happen. Um, the flight response, we don't want to let that happen either. We don't want a dog to say, ah, oh, scared, 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 run, run, run. This solved my problem. Uh, we want a dog to say, you know what, I've got to work through this. And so a flight response, um, inhibits that option. It takes away the other options. And so you're going to want your dog on a leash through this process again that will help with the fight response which could be very dangerous or even fatal to your dog and the flight response which could be very dangerous and even fatal to your dog so make sure you have a leash it can be a long line um but we want our dog on a leash uh, so that they we take away those two options both of those options are going to be corrected fight will be corrected with pressure and release more than Flight would be, of course, but they're going to be corrected. Avoidance, not corrected, not anything, just there. A dog will make a decision and they might decide to jump up to a flight mode, which then will get corrected again and they'll say, oh, that didn't work, try this again. And then they're ultimately going to go through what we call a stress curve or an adrenaline curve. So definitely it's a natural response. We're, we're we're training an unnatural thing. It's a natural thing for a dog to hear a loud noise and to run or to fight. Right? That those are natural responses. But we're actually trying to teach a dog to be unnatural. Um but it's in their best interest. Okay? So we'll reward submissive behavior or coming to me, working with me uh with touch or light touch okay not 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 a ruffle up or anything like that just light touch or food i like to use maybe a higher level of training treat um you can use their kibble if they're crazy about it there's nothing wrong with that um and i would usually start that way however i might even for something like this pull out some hot dogs (laughs) we cut them into dimes if that makes sense we cut them into slices you know little round slices full circle dimes and then we take those dimes and we cut them into fourths or quarters so (laughs) it's a lot of money references there but from dimes to quarters and we use those little pieces of hot dog and those are just those are really good to work with uh your puppy keep it fun uh keep it lighthearted. don't expect too much just you know hey we're gonna see what we can do You're going to want to start with distance, okay? So don't start with your dog right next to your chair, light a firework and see how it goes. Um, Start with more distance. Distance is safe to a dog. Um, You might even start inside. Again, I wouldn't start right next to your chair or something while these are going off, the fireworks are going off. So start with distance and then work your way closer. When I say work your way closer, I mean work. All of the skills that you're learning, whether you're... Doing puppy training somewhere else, or you're using our online puppy training at cornerstonepuppy.com, all of those things that you've been working on, you know, your your sits and your downs and your comes and your heel command and your place command is a beautiful one. Down command, I think I said that already. Um, weight command, just anything where you know you're you're doing an implied stay and releases you know release commands marking behaviors all of that stuff if you can work on any of that from a distance while fireworks are going off and maybe it's even while the song from a distance is playing in the background that's a good patriotic one right (laughs) just barely came to mind so you know that's what you're gonna do you're gonna say all right i'm gonna start 50 feet away or as far away down the street if i need to and I'm, you know, puppy's gonna be curious, and I'm gonna step back away from the fireworks and do a recall, come. I'm gonna do some downs, some place commands, and I'm gonna work my way closer. That might take me a half hour, even, to go 50 feet or 50 yards. It just kinda depends on the puppy. The hardest part as a trainer in a situation like this is not pushing it too far. Um. You know, I've, I've taken dogs to parades before and thought things were going really, really good. And then, you know, one car with a really weird horn will go by and it just lost like everything, you know. So you, you don't want to push it too far with the fire truck at the end. You're like, well, I probably should have backed up for that one. <laughs> so you don't want to push it too hard. Don't be afraid to do this over multiple days. But use all of those skills your dog has been working on get used to that and use lots of food um beware of fear periods make sure you're watching out for those dogs will have fear periods as puppies and they you just need to work through those as well but you might have to go a little slower because of that process don't be afraid of that don't be afraid of fear periods um there's going to be a stress curve. I, I mentioned that earlier. So a stress curve is where adrenaline comes to the to a high level and a dog is going to run away, bite or bark, or do something that they're not going to be proud of ultimately. Um, as you work through those four dog responses, fight, flight, avoidance, and submission, your dog is going to actually come through that stress curve. And it might take... for some dogs we work with to rehab adult dogs sometimes it takes like three hours to work through it because they didn't do anything like this as a puppy should be faster with a puppy but because they haven't ever done it sometimes the first time to get them all the way down to where they're just (sighs) relaxed can take some time so doing this now will make a big big difference it's going to be a lot of work now but it'll make a big difference in the long run um I think that's about it. So I hope you have a happy 4th of July. Help give your dog more freedom. And God bless the USA. Take care, guys.